1: All right, so our next story here is titled My sister is infertile and I'm glad.
0: This is actually not an AITA. So not an AITA this was story. like a off my chest or something like that.
1: Okay. So so we're not going to pass any AITA or ask on scale judgments here or maybe we will. Oh, we'll we're just, gonna, we're going to talk about it. We'll just provide some <laughs> feedback and see what happens here, okay? Uh, somebody okay.
0: tagged the tagged us in this story on TikTok and asked that we please do it. Please cover it here and we are. it was I listened
1: to it and I was
0: like, oh my God. It's intense. Oh my gosh. Yeah, it's
1: crazy. Let's rock and roll. I, 28 female, have an older sister, Angela, 30 female, whom I have never liked. She always had to compete with me, but never in a normal sibling rivalry way. Our entire life, she seemed resentful of my existence as the spotlight couldn't perpetually shine on her. So she had to step on everything I enjoyed. Per se, if I learned piano, she had to learn piano. If I excelled at a subject she suddenly became a scholar in it. If I told my mom I had a crush, Angela would be dating that boy in a week. I would always tell my parents when she did this but I was disregarded because sisters copy each other and I can't gatekeep what she likes. She always monitored what activities I did and the clothes I wore so she could outdo me. If I wore a flannel Angela would come to the school wearing an all flannel dress. It was 2010 and that was in peak fashion in our school LMAO. There was also more praise that followed Angela. Even if I took the initiative to begin the activity first, she was praised because she was better. My parents would miss work to attend her dance recitals, going to every single one, because the world would stop if they missed it. However, I remember maybe two of mine they attended because they were stuck at work or were otherwise occupied. Angela reveled in this. She would make comments under her breath about our parents. Whenever our parents weren't around, she'd tell me how much she hated me and how I should stop trying because I would always come second to her. She also physically bullied me in school. Angela purposely tripped me, threw things at me, and hit me in the hallways on a nearly daily basis. The school had gotten involved multiple times, threatening Angela with suspension, and my parents fought it every time. My parents repeatedly told the administration that this was a family matter, and we were just bickering like normal sisters. What was happening at school though, right?
0: Yes, um, she did mention in the comments that they were in a private school, and their parents were donors in Ah, the school. Okay, so So they they had um, some
1: say in punishment then. She was never once reprimanded by either parent. Once Angela was caught impaling a cat on the school fence and my parents still defended her saying this was normal teenage behavior.
0: Yeah. What? Yeah. No, it, yeah. Gets, it gets worse. Normal
1: teenage serial killer behavior. Yeah, this is... I often was in trouble as Angela would start crying saying how she was being targeted by the school when I had antagonized her. After one of these occasions, Angela cut and bruised herself to prove to dad that I was the aggressor. Holy shit balls, okay. I became a pariah due to Angela's malicious rumors about me, so it was difficult for me to make friends. I resorted to only befriending people from other districts. Angela eventually made sure I had nobody by stalking them, befriending them, telling all my friends' lies about how I was, how I was favored by our parents and I constantly bullied and belittled her. She even stole boyfriends of mine doing this, convincing them I was horribly mean and an awful person that copied her every move. Once she catfished me on MySpace for four months and baited me into sending her nudes, which she proceeded to send my parents and everyone in school, including teachers. Holy shit. This Later is stuff on, I like
0: pretty little liars,
1: like yeah. gossip girl type stuff. This is a script for a show. Yeah. Later on, she told one of the boys I liked that those were actually her pictures, and I had catfished her. The day of my high school graduation, my mom sat me down and told me Angela revealed the horrid abuse she'd suffered at my hand and I was no longer welcome in their home. After moving out the next day, my parents made a very few attempts to communicate with me, only the occasional holiday and birthday text. All financial aid also abruptly ended as soon as I stepped foot on campus. I met my now husband shortly after this, and we were married within a year. They did not feel inclined to attend my wedding or even congratulate me. I informed my parents when I had my first child eight years ago as an opening, but they made no attempt to contact or meet any of my three children. Best I know of Angela now from what I've heard is that she got married to one of the boyfriends she stole from me in high school and she's been posting about her infertility issues and how she can't offer my parents their first grandbaby. After years of silence, I received a text at eight this morning from my mother that I will copy and paste below. Hey, it's me, your mama. We haven't talked in a while, and I surely miss you terribly. I wanted to let you know your sister just had a miscarriage earlier this week. Angie and Justin are struggling a lot right now. Send something a little sweet her way. I'm sure she'd appreciate it. Get back to me. I love you. Um, this so, all seems
0: yeah, so weird. But super you find twisted. out why she sent the text. Sorry, I'm like I'm like the one in the movie. Hey,
1: you know the end <laughs> of the story. Quit it. Okay, I'm sorry. quit it. Don't be a spoiler. I hate to say it, but I'm glad she's suffering. I'm glad she doesn't get to be a mother. If she tormented me for years, what would she do to a child, especially a girl? I don't wish death on any baby, but I know in my heart that a child would be damaged by her. I'm angry at my parents expecting me to have any sense of obligation to her. I don't even have any sense of obligation to them. They always believed her and dismissed me. I was always the problem child and it's strange how my mother can be so warm to me when asking me to do something for my sister. Also the fact that they cared more about my sister's now dead fetus than my actual children who wonder why they only have one set of grandparents. I feel some sort of guilt for it but I refuse to offer any condolences to my destructive narcissistic sister who has been justified in her bad behavior since birth. Maybe this will change her help her develop empathy or any type of emotion that isn't hate or vindictiveness. If that happens, I would be more than willing to offer support, but until then, I feel nothing but a small inkling of happiness that she's hurt. Am I awful for this? Update. Hey, I'm back with an update. I wanted to thank all of y'all sincerely for the comments, awards, and personal messages I've received. I feel very emotional knowing that my account of my childhood is finally being believed and met with warmth and support. It's been hard for me to talk about, as many believe I'm being disingenuous or overdramatic. It's hard to believe, so I get it. So really, thank you all from the bottom of my heart. I decided not to respond to my mother. I blocked both of my parents and thought it would end there. But when does it ever? Wednesday morning, my messenger was being flooded with texts from my parents and siblings. Most of the messages consisted of me being told I needed to answer my mother's calls and how callous I was continuing to be. I proceeded to block all of them as well. My cousin heard this from her younger sister, who is subject to being around my parents and Angela for family dinners. My mother and her siblings all live within a couple of blocks from each other and eat together most nights. I don't know if I can post the screenshot so I'll type out the messages. Aunt Kathy equals my mom, I hope that makes this easier to understand. Angela kept calling you an abusive ingrate because you wouldn't talk to your mom. Your mom said that they need to start inviting you to family shit so you come around to being a surrogate. It got weird because Angela said she wants to use my husband's sperm so her kid is tall and has blue eyes. Then your mom was saying how they just need to be around her for like a year and then they can cut her off again. Angela kept saying that you are the only way that she can have kids because she doesn't want to raise someone's trash baby. Reading those messages made me want to hurl. Do they think my uterus is some fish hatchery that can be bought with some kind words and casserole? It's nice to know Angela is too much of a narcissistic ass to adopt though. I'm officially done with every single one of them. If they try to come around me, I will get a restraining order before they can even darken my doorstep. Between the weak conspiracy they've come up with to try to use me like a baby bargain bin and the nasty words they continue to speak about me, I will no longer claim to have a family outside the one I've created. I'm sorry if this is difficult to read, but reading that again just got me so worked up. But y'all finally got the update you asked for. So that's the silver lining of this, I guess. Anyway, thank you guys again. Holy shit! Okay, okay, okay. Okay, so there are (laughs) like 37 levels of twisted assholery to this. So she had a sister who... Is clearly
0: a psychopath or was Sociopath. jealous
1: of everything that she ever did and had to outdo it had to outdo her or take it from her to the point that she was harming herself to say that she did it and her parents bought it all ended up kicking her out of the house when she was what 18
0: that's what it sounded like she had just graduated high school
1: Yep. Yeah. and then we're just completely no contact with her just cut her out of their life because their psychotic daughter had them convinced that she was the villain here and now has them convinced to try to loop her back in just so she can borrow her uterus?
0: Yeah, it's insane. And then she wants to use her husband's sperm in order to have the baby. Yeah, I. this was one of the most f***ed up stories I have ever heard in my life.
1: This is a movie script. It is. Like it, is.
0: it. It legitimately sounds like an episode of gossip girl and pretty little liars like combined together to like create this and if this was you know legitimately her childhood like wow i can't imagine what kind of emotional baggage she brings into therapy because that's just hard to live through
1: well and imagine imagine finding happiness and building a stable family without them and then the ghost of crazy family past comes back to haunt you just over and over again, to try to pull you back in, to just completely take advantage of you. The sister obviously has some serious issues going on, but the parents-
0: They just believe her without like to a fault. I mean, they just believe everything that she says. They're
1: enablers. It's shocking to me though, that they were enablers to the point that they were willing to cut off their own daughter to enable the other daughter. That's what's shocking to me. It's like. At what point here did you not have questions? At what point here was it just like... They just
0: believe every word that came out of her mouth without like any kind of investigation into the truth. It was just like, oh, this is what she said. This why is would you the believe
1: truth. one but not the other, though? I don't know. Just because she had built this repetition?
0: I mean, we've read stories about parents having that golden child. And maybe in their eyes, this was the golden child and she could do no wrong.
1: The golden demon child? <laughs> yeah. This is wild. Uh, but I think the sister obviously has some twisted shit going on, but the parents I think are are the biggest assholes in this story. I mean, obviously the sister is. The sister's evil. No, There's, I
0: think the mom is too cuz I mean she was the one that said that they would just have to bring her in for a year
1: and then to be cut able her to get off again. and then
0: they would cut her off again. Like that I mean the mom is more than an enabler, she's part of it. She's right there with the with Angela. The Angela was older. Was that right? Yeah. I can't remember. Yeah, yet.
1: Angela. That's that's one of the other shocking things in this, too, is that she yeah, so two two, oh, years. two years older. So they're not thought, very far apart. I thought there was a bigger age difference between them. But I guess if they were fighting in the halls at school, that makes sense. But Angela is definitely an ask-on one. Um, also evil. And yeah, bombs right there with her, for sure. Dad, you don't really hear a lot about in this, but...
0: Maybe he just is... He believes whatever the wife tells him. It or? doesn't
1: matter. He's allowed this to happen. He's right there with him, too.
0: Yeah, I uh, know. I agree. It's, it's disgusting actually
1: can you imagine like one of our kids being completely cut off because of, of something that the other one of the other kids was saying just completely being cut out of our lives and then trying to pull them back in just to use their uterus
0: no no it like legitimately disgusts me
1: how that. do these people not feel any kind of of remorse or like how do they not recognize evil i guess that's the biggest confusing thing for me. Maybe how does it seem okay?
0: I mean, maybe the mom is evil too. And maybe found that's herself Angela within it. Angela. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. That's the fact that they just cut off the other daughter and how like Bravo to her for going on and living somewhat of a normal life in spite of them. Yeah. I mean, I mean, she literally had nothing from what we understand. She had nothing when she walked out and, yeah. and met somebody and was able to have a relationship and, And actually marry that person, because that could have gone a completely different direction, having lived a childhood like this.
1: OP, in this story, you have our deepest sympathy for having to live a childhood like this, uh, but also our admiration for finding stability and happiness in spite of the craziness that you grew up in. And you're doing the right thing by going no contact with anyone. Like You cannot let these people into your life at all.
0: No, it almost is a scary amount of, like, like the fact that she wanted her sister to, like, just wanted to basically use her uterus and her husband. Like, I would never let her around my family, around my kids. Like, what kind of poison would she tell her children? Like the, I wonder, I mean, this post, I think, was about a month old, so, like, I wonder if, if they tried to contact her any further. Why wouldn't they just use a surrogate from an agency?
1: Because they don't want someone else's trash, baby.
0: But it wouldn't be somebody else. I mean, I guess it may be... A, Maybe she's not able to.
1: Yeah, it sounds basically like they're wanting. (laughs) They're
0: wanting them to just give them a baby. Op
1: to conceive and then just hand a baby over. Woo! That's
0: even worse. I thought this was like an IVF, like carry my egg for me, but use your husband's sperm. This that's even worse. Uh,
1: So, whereas in the beginning of this, based on the title, my sister is infertile, and I'm glad that makes you immediately think that Op is. Some kind of twisted asshole here, but she's absolutely justified. I mean, the smart play here is to just cut them out of your life. Never relive this. Like, don't let your mind go here, so don't talk about it. That's That would be the easy thing to do. It, maybe you've gone through a lot of therapy to be able to cope with it and accept it. But um, This is
0: like a change your name,
1: yeah, move away, kind of thing. never tell
0: anyone where you yeah. live because these people sound utterly crazy. I think someone in some of the comments had said restraining order because of the level of of scariness that's going on yeah here.
1: you probably have enough evidence gathered at this point to file a restraining order wow okay uh that's really messed up and it's uh it's great to know that kind of of evil really exists out there just really comforting right
0: i mean i can't i just it the parents like you said are the worst assholes in this story and yep. Angela's is like the worst that we've seen but the parents are even worse than her
1: she's evil but they they enabled her her evil ways and sacrificed like a good child for that evil
0: yeah that's right yeah and after the mom's comment then you know that she wasn't just duped she was a part of it
1: Yeah. story number five this is am i the ass cannot for not acting impressed with my wife's accomplishment
0: i do have to say that i have not read this story okay
1: this is one tony found for yeah. us I, so he mentioned I, it briefly to me uh, so i i have like a, a cliff's notes version of what's coming i have no idea i'm ahead of candy thunder yeah this time. i just
0: copied it's and pasted first. it into the podcast topic.
1: well you're gonna have fun with this one you ready
0: i'm so ready
1: My 28 male wife, 26 female, and I have been married for close to seven years. We currently have five kids together, six male, four male, three female, and my wife gave birth to fraternal twins, son and daughter, a year and a half ago. Oh wow, Wow. so six four three and twins that are a year and a half old. My wife intended to graduate high school the year we got married, but life got in the way. My dad had given me an investor relations type of role at his company, so we were traveling a lot, and then after that our kids needed our attention. After our twins were born, my wife was bedridden for longer than we and even the doctors expected. Since we had to hire extra hands to do the childcare tasks that involved mobility, my wife had some time on her hands. Her mother told her that her friend who proctors at a testing center said they give GED tests basically every week, at least across the state of Idaho, and that she should dust off her general education knowledge. She started browsing her laptop and decided to enroll in a GED prep class online. It seemed she was better at self-paced learning than classroom learning because the stuff they were testing her on came way easier to her now than it did then, even though she's been away from structured classroom instruction for many years now. Even after she was back on her feet, she'd be studying for it after she dropped the older two off to their respective schools. I would see what she was studying and it looked pretty rudimentary and I knew that getting a GED basically means nothing and that she probably wouldn't be able to apply it to anything career-wise or commit full-time to community college, where I doubt the job prospects for students are that great right now either. So my wife ended up taking the test and the other day she bounced into the room and said, yes, I passed, I passed. I knew she would since she was doing well on the practice tests and the GED consistently tests on the same rudimentary topics. I did not gripe at her but merely nodded at her and went back to answering an important email from a client. My wife seemed to get upset and i asked her what was wrong she said i didn't seem that excited and i said it's great that she passed but i have been telling her that it was easy and no big deal but if she needed something to prove herself she knew the high school concepts i guess the money was well spent she got even more upset and said she worked very hard and this was the essential building blocks to being able to start a career am i the astronaut my wife passed her GED test, but she wasn't exactly graduating from college. It wouldn't be for at least 15 years. I just didn't see the immediate applicability to her test. But I'm glad she had something to challenge her while she was coming off being unable to fully care for kids. <laughs> wow.
0: Well, that last sentence just makes him a an even bigger Dude, asshole.
1: Everything, just the way this guy talks, just the way this guy writes, is like emitting asshole vibes, right? He just oh, seems sure. like a huge douchebag. Just the way he writes makes me think he's a huge.
0: Well, and his wife has been pregnant for basically the last seven years, and yeah, finally did something for herself, and he doesn't even acknowledge it. Like,
1: and remember, wow. remember the uh, the the initial subject line: "Am I the ass?" Cannot for not acting impressed with my wife's accomplishment. accomplishments in quotation yeah. in quotation wow. marks here.
0: This we've had a lot of assholes today, but this might be the biggest one. Honestly. This is,
1: this is the biggest douchebag asshole.
0: Like there's like the asshole like sign is like blinking above his head. Wow. I yeah, wonder So
1: also also uh yeah, having having five kids, two of them who happen to be at the same time, like uh cool story, bro. Not that impressive. Right. Um yeah, so so applying yourself and because you weren't able to finish high school because, you know, we were having kids and stuff Um, going back and and checking that box and conquering that feat, you know, this many years after the fact, which, which took hard work. Yeah. Um, Nice job.
0: Yeah. It does take hard work because you don't remember everything you learned in high school. Like you just don't, that falls out of your head. Once you, you know, you pick a major or you take, you know, you pick your career path that, you you make room for that information but
1: so getting any kind it. of of certification or you know getting tested on anything it's it's a similar kind of process and I'm sure in his job with investor relations he's got to go through certification programs and that kind of thing too I'm sure he feels proud of himself mm-hmm. whenever he
0: yeah he clearly doesn't need grammar in his job get back to that email that he was writing to a client so yeah. he could produce more run-on sentences without commas
1: grammarly installed so that he can just you know, automatically get that fixed clearly wasn't using it while he was writing this um or maybe he's just using the douchebag thesaurus and trying to make it sound as as dickheaded as possible
0: he's like he's like where i doubt she would get a job like i he's like i doubt this i doubt that she doesn't need it she just get back to work and take care of the kids
1: yeah he he took every opportunity to shit on everything that she is
0: this guy is a giant asshole
1: yep huge asshole it seems uh, like somebody
0: I would have dated when I was stupid. <laughs> I think I I think I might have dated this guy. I think
1: I just shot snot out my <laughs> nose I think yeah.
0: I had I had a I had a douchebag type. If you're out there, this might be you. So I'm very glad that I, I didn't stay in those relationships.
1: Yeah. You uh leveled up to a whole new kind of douchebag. Dusty Thunder here.
0: <laughs> you you are awesome this uh this just makes me mad like she's doing something for herself like she has been a mom for only a mom for the past seven years and she did something for herself and he couldn't even muster up the you know it, it didn't even have to be real congratulations just muster up something to tell your wife that you're proud of
1: her yeah I mean do you love your wife
0: It doesn't sound like it
1: do you support your wife do you want her to feel supported do you I mean do you want to have a successful relationship because nothing this guy is doing right now, Points to him giving any shits. And this is also the kind of guy that, that, like we've had some stories recently, that that comes home and doesn't expect that they have to do anything because they're the financial provider, right? It seems like this is the kind of guy who would pull the same kind of shit and be like, oh, well, you don't do anything else. What's your job? You do all this. It seems like this kind of guy. OP here is the dad. That's right. So his wife, she was bedridden with the twins for longer than they expected. Uh, And he even used that against her. Right. It doesn't sound like he has any level of respect for her at all. I mean, six, four, three, and twins that are One a and year a and a half, half yeah. old. That's a lot of work. Well, that's nonstop work. Yeah. It sounds like, you know, if he could have it his way, he'd keep her pregnant and barefoot in the kitchen. That's Seems gross. like this kind of asshole.
0: Yeah. Thinking that she's less of a person. Like, that's what he wants her to feel.
1: Yeah. He what? Well, she's less of a person because she didn't graduate high school because he got her pregnant.
0: That's what it sounds like. Cool story, bro. That's that's even grosser. Like, that's... Like, is me, like... Yeah,
1: well... uh, What advice would you give to the wife in this scenario? Um, My advice to OP here is to uh, stop being an asshole. Yeah,
0: pull your head out of your ass and quit thinking only about yourself. I don't
1: see him changing, though. His worldview is completely self-absorbed. His wife and their five kids, what advice would you give her to try to survive... Some kind of asshole like this.
0: I would say that you need to say exactly how you feel. I mean, obviously this not story is... Not that he's going to respect it. No, but if you say it enough, he might, I mean, begin to understand. But he doesn't seem like the type that even cares. I mean, if, if we're not going to say divorce, run away. Like, if we're not going to throw those flags and try to say there's something to work on. I think that she obviously needs to speak up tell him how she's feeling like you can't you can't have expect to have a healthy relationship if you're if she's not going to communicate that this hurt her feelings
1: yeah i mean is is did there, she speak
0: up wait will you go back up
1: she she got upset
0: my wife seemed to get upset but she didn't say anything so well, if she, she said was she
1: said that he didn't seem that excited and that was pretty much it. She got upset and said that he... Oh, she got even more upset and said that she worked very hard. And this was an essential building block to her being able to start a career.
0: So she's trying to make something of herself. She spent the last seven years taking care of kids that they've created. And now she wants to do something for her. Yeah. And you're right. He doesn't want her to do it. He so wants, being yeah. indifferent about it. It's is. probably
1: more of a control thing than it is anything, right? He wants her to stay right where she is. He doesn't want her to become independent. He wants her to stay dependent on him and wants to wants to keep her right where he wants her so maybe it's maybe he doesn't even realize why he's doing that too you know because how he's treating her right. is like a right, good job you accomplished what every freaking high school kid in america accomplishes woohoo but the under the undertone there is probably i don't want you to become independent yeah what a dick I knew I didn't like this guy just by the way he writes, and that's a shitty thing to say. I'm probably an Ascon three for saying that. You say I'm at Ascon three all the time, though, you right?
0: Are. I just I I see this, and like we're not perfect. We are we do not have a perfect relationship. You know, we have our fights, like we have our differences. But um, if I was excited about something and I came and told you that that something had had worked well for me, like you would congratulate me, you would give me a hug, you would give me a kiss, you would. You would do something to celebrate, whether that was going to get me a Diet Coke or, like, <laughs> like that's my version of flowers. Oh,
1: I care about your happiness, you know? And that's that's probably the biggest difference here is that he, I don't think, just doesn't care about her happiness. He just doesn't want her to have it.
0: Right. She, like you said, he wants her dependent on him for what seems like everything. But, I mean... If my advice to her is to keep going down the path that she's going down and have your career and start doing things that are for you. I mean, she's done everything for the family. So I think it's okay to say start doing stuff that helps you, makes you feel like more of a whole person and not just a mom. So I think that's so important for women.
1: Also you're going to reach the point of independence where you have the choice to not deal with this ass bag anymore. Yeah.
0: True. That's what I'm saying. Keep going down this path and see where it leads and see what kind of independence you form on your own. Right. And But you and know go from there. you know
1: the further she gets down the path the more opposition to it he's going oh, to throw. Oh for sure. Up. It's going to get worse and worse and worse. Can you imagine if she had that. a job outside the home? Oh wow. It's
0: And maybe we're reading too much into this. I don't know,
1: but I, I always think that, but I think our job here is to identify possibilities. And for her, for this, it's identify possible paths to a solution. And for her, that is, I don't care if it does take 15 years. You know what? Because like in 15 years, you're still going to have kids in the home. But right. if in 16 and a half years, you have the ability to be completely independent at that point, even your twins are 18 and off to college or doing whatever, and you would have the choice to not have to stay here at the beck and call of Mr. Assbag OP.
0: I mean, I can say that if, if I was in this situation, I wouldn't want to be in this. I wouldn't want to be in this situation. I would do whatever I needed to do to get out of this situation. Even if it took, even if it took a long time. Yeah. Yeah.
1: At least be moving in that direction to give yourself a choice.
0: I don't know. I just, I feel like if, if you do something and you're proud of yourself, that if the person who's supposed to be your life partner, I mean, they should be proud right along with you.
1: Absolutely, you and I support each other's passions, and this is him <clears throat> seemingly just being opposed to her happiness and independence.
0: Oh yeah, and it just seems like she's she's done nothing but raise kids, and she finally did something for herself. And he was like, "Yeah, no big deal. Yeah, can get back in there and do do what I need you to be doing.
1: Get back in there and make some more babies yeah. and lasagna. Yeah, it's gross. What a dick. This last story is, am I the astronaut for asking my wife to respect my title, a pilot? I need the opinions of AV geeks and pilots on a matter involving my wife. All caps, I am completely serious and I need help. My wife and I, together for five years, married for two, no kids, have an amazing, happy relationship. I can't recall a single time we've ever argued to the point of a breakup or divorce.
0: I mean, you're still together. Right.
1: So So, yeah, thanks for noting that (laughs) this issue, we're assholes, we really are. We're we're rolling now. This issue, however, is causing me to reconsider the health of our relationship. Since my wife and I have been together, I have worked as a manager for a restaurant chain. I am an extremely passionate aviation enthusiast in my free time. I have spent thousands of dollars on flight textbooks, SIM gear, and even built my own A330 setup. I've never actually flown a plane or started flight training. But i have considered it for a long time even though my skills are not a career i consider myself as adept or possibly more knowledgeable than the average pilot that being said here's where the problem arises my wife and i were being invited to one of her male co-workers house for a barbecue my wife is in senior software tech for a COVID startup She's worked there since 2020, a lucky catch after she was laid off from her previous job due to the virus. It was my first time meeting many of her now close co-workers due to COVID and working from home. I had assumed she'd talked about me before but as we were cycling through introductions I became less sure. We make our way down the line to the host of the party, a new male hire that she has grown platonically close with. We exchange casual conversation and Greg, host, asks what I do for a living. My wife chimes in with, he manages a insert fast food chain. It certainly comes with some benefits. I'm assuming she was referring to free food. In a voice that implied nothing was wrong with what she said, I very quickly corrected her and told him that I'm a pilot. My wife already knows how insecure I am about my job and how I'd rather be introduced by my hobby. I've earned the title of pilot through my 500 plus hours on a sim and thousands of dollars put into my craft. I think it is incredibly disrespectful for her to not acknowledge my skills and training. Just because I don't have the title of pilot on an overpriced piece of paper doesn't mean I'm not a pilot. I laughed it off with Greg, told him under my breath that my wife was often forgetful, which I'm sure he's realized just from working with her. He seemed to brush it off casually. At this point, I'm fuming, but I don't go much farther than exchanging some nasty glances with my wife for the rest of the night. As we pack into the car to leave, the argument starts. She feels as if I don't deserve my title as a pilot because I'm not professional. I told her she is completely insensitive to the work I've done, and she will never understand what it's like to study so much. She's currently on the couch as I type this. Am I really the asshole for asking to be respected?
0: (laughs) Oh, There's so many thoughts. Like, if you're not a pilot, you're not a pilot. That's, That's the main thing. I don't... If if hey. you don't have the paper, <laughs> I mean, like, would you introduce me if I was, like, into scrapbooking and be like, this is my wife. She scrapbooks for a living, like, even though I have a, a job at a marketing firm.
1: I play a lot of Call of Duty. I'm a special operator.
0: I I mean, but I will say that I believe the wife should be encouraging him to go and take the test and log the hours and become an actual pilot. I mean, they don't have kids. He spent thousands of dollars on on all of this stuff. So why not actually go
1: do it? He has a passion behind it for sure. I mean, the fact that he's never even done a, like a test flight is concerning. Like he's never never piloted yeah. an actual craft. Wait, he's, that
0: says he spent five hundred plus hours
1: on a simulator.
0: Yeah. So why not go do it? Right. I mean, I wouldn't. If I had a hobby that I was passionate about, I wouldn't expect you to introduce me by that hobby. And I know the same that you would feel the same way if you wanted to do something which you actually are interested in in flying and everything but i you would never expect me to
1: yeah i the flip side of that is that i don't think your job defines who you are unless you're following your passion
0: i mean but the question was what do you do for what do a you living do for
1: a living yeah i mean if that's the question then then that's i mean be honest i, I think inflating yourself using something that it's it's not your living I understand why he's doing it because he's very sensitive about or he's very insecure about his real job. Which right. my gut says is silly, but you know, I mean, he I, feels how he feels. And right. I, like we don't we don't know we don't know everything behind that and we can't we can't say he's the asshole for feeling away. So like he feels insecure about that. I get it. Um she should support his passions, like you said.
0: Agreed. And I think she should encourage him to take it that one step further. He doesn't have to or maybe he can go be a pilot in a commercial aircraft. I mean, I don't know what it's he probably wants to a time
1: do, issue for him because if he manages a chain of local restaurants, like going into the actual pilot course is like for a private pilot's license is a, a there's a lot of time involved. Yeah. You have to log a lot of hours in an but actual he, aircraft.
0: He said he put five hundred plus hours into this. So I mean, at that rate, I mean time.
1: But those five hundred plus hours could be in the middle of the night, whereas yeah. his actual aircraft training cannot be
0: if you if you want to do something and you are able to invest money and time which he has already done i feel like you should go do it if that's what you want to introduce yourself as yeah yeah and i think that the wife should be encouraging him to do this because she obviously sees how passionate he is about it
1: this is probably an everyone sucks here. I, though, was, I
0: was gonna say that because look at what he said that his wife is often forgetful, yeah. <laughs> which I'm sure he's realized just from working. They just with took her. turns
1: shitting on each other.
0: Like and then he said he all he did was give her nasty glances for the rest of the night. I'm like What that's mature. Yeah. That's real mature. Yeah,
1: they seem uh, they seem like they really like each other a lot. Did he talk about their relationship?
0: Together for five, married for two, no kids. Never had a big
1: No, there's a so- big issue.
0: They haven't, they haven't had an issue that caused a divorce. Yeah. Which is why they're still married.
1: Good job. Um, this is this is a big issue. And if you don't get a, at least some kind of structure to a solution behind it, it will end up destroying you because you have an insecurity and a passion here that is not being respected by your wife. But also, you return fire and just shit on her too. Right. So, you guys can't take turns shitting on each other because it's that's just going to destroy you. Like, there's... You've gotta be able to sit down and communicate with her and say, this is this important to me and I need you to respect this. And if you don't, then we have a problem. And she has to decide if she loves you enough to respect your passion and help cultivate it, right?
0: Yeah, I agree.
1: I mean, if I seriously decided that that I wanted to get my private pilot's license and said, "Like this is my one real mission right now, you would fully support it.
0: Yeah. I mean, I'm also
1: realistic and like that has been on my my radar as a goal. It wasn't like very
0: like. (laughs) It has been on my
1: radar before. However, it's also I understand the the time the time needs with it. And for me now, like as as an early retirement thing, like if I if I can if I can retire early, this is what I want to do.
0: We have five kids, though. Yeah, they don't have any kids. And I'm not saying that like, I mean, but at this time, they don't have the time commitment that kids take. If he really wants to do it, I feel like he would have already done it. But I wonder what is holding him back. From if you're insecure about your job and you don't like what you do,
1: do something. Figure out a way
0: to change it. I mean,
1: if your if your job makes you insecure enough and embarrassed enough to have to to have to be introduced by your hobby to feel okay, then you're probably in the wrong job for sure. Like a job shouldn't or, make you feel like that. I
0: mean, figure out a way to take a different job while you go to flight school or whatever it's yeah. called to, to become an actual pilot.
1: Piloting right now is like his side hustle, right? And he's on the woodshed for it. He's learning still. He's in the learn, learning phase, but, but it's still his side hustle. And I, I'm a big supporter of side hustles. Like this is our side hustle. Right. You know what I mean? It's, we have our agency, uh, but this is a side project for us and it's a passion project because you know, it. It's mathematically not worth the time that we put into it, but we do it because we see opportunity with it and because we have a passion for it, just like he applies his time there.
0: But let me ask you this. What if we made all these videos and like spent all this time doing it, but never actually put the videos out in the world? And they just sat on a computer, and we did nothing with them. Yeah. I mean, that's like kind of the same concept. That would be
1: ter- And then, and then that would be
0: a waste of time.
1: And then I asked you to introduce me as a, con- a, a content creator. <laughs>
0: a TikTok. Yeah. A TikTok, I would no followers because yeah. you didn't even create the channel.
1: Right. That would be the equivalent. It would be the equivalent of like creating all this stuff and never publishing it, and asking you to introduce me as a content creator.
0: You're like, but if I did publish it, I could have five hundred thousand followers.
1: Yeah. You never know, right? But I mean, he needs to. I don't. He I, needs to to get the balls to take the leap. But in the relationship that he's in right now, she's not helping make that happen. No,
0: and he's obviously a very insecure person. If his default was to automatically sling insults at his wife yeah. because she didn't introduce him by a hobby,
1: doesn't like, seem like a super healthy relationship.
0: No, but he says they have an amazing, happy relationship.
1: It's because he's spending all of his time on the flight simulator. So they can't fight.
0: While well, she's developing platonic relationships with new coworkers. There are some red weird, flags going on that here. That was a weird little drop-in right there.
1: There are some red flags going on here. Uh, yeah. Maybe he a, just
0: said that so that we would not get the, not, the cheating vibe.
1: Yeah. We could Just go ahead and get rid of that right now. Um, there, are, there are solution paths here, but it's going to take some open communication and support from both of you for each other. And man, if, if your job makes you feel like this right now, if working the direction that you're working is so that you can, you know, someday break yourself from that. Cool. Uh, just do it. Like, don't, don't put yourself in a position where you're, you're like a closet pilot, which is kind of what you are right now. Right.
0: Right. I mean, I, I don't think you can be introduced as a pilot if you haven't actually flown a, an actual plane. I don't think that's a fair...
1: If you don't have the certification, I don't think you can. That's
0: not fair to other pilots that have actually done the certification and done the course and and flown planes.
1: Right. I mean, this is the equivalent of saying, you know, someone who spends a lot of time on WebMD is a doctor.
0: That's what I was going to say. You don't want a nurse that hasn't gone to nursing school to actually start your IV.
1: Yeah. I mean, you can still be more knowledgeable than the most doctors or think you are. It doesn't make you a doctor, right? Right. Going through the program and testing it and getting the certificate... Is what is what makes the rest of the world agree that you are that?
0: No, but I truly—if if you came to me and said this is something that I actually want to do, like I need this in my life, then I feel like we would figure out a way to make it happen. Yeah. Because if that's important to you, then it's important to our
1: family. Right. I mean, it's important to the, your your happiness. I, I don't know. This just seems like a a poo flinging relationship here. It, it
0: does. It it's. They it don't talk about healthy. how old
1: they are, though, do they?
0: Uh, did they say it in the first?
1: I don't think so. They just said that they have been married for mm. five years. Or together for five, married for two. They, they don't talk about And this may be an age thing, right? I mean, it may be that they're just young and um, they haven't learned that part of it yet. But they've got to support each other. And right now, it's just, I don't think either one of them supports each other. So, either get on board with supporting your, your partner's passions or find yeah, a different I partner. I mean, I
0: feel like everyone kind of sucks here. Yep.
1: Yeah. Everyone does suck. Candy Thunder, you did an amazing job with me. I know you were you were nervous about doing this, but I'd feel like, you know, you're a natural talking about this kind of stuff. And we talk about it even if we're not talking about it on camera. So just camera's being here to to witness it and to share it with the rest of the world. I'm super glad that you finally worked up the courage to do.
0: Yeah. <laughs> it took me 6 months. Yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> it took a little time. And just so everybody knows, this was Candy Thunder's decision to jump on and do the show. This was not not mine. I didn't ask her to do this. She knew she had an open invitation to jump in and do this whenever she wanted to. So she finally decided that the time was right and jumped in to do it. So you shake your head and (laughs) no.
0: I'm not here on my own free will. (laughs)
1: Don't don't get people thinking that that I'm forcing you to do this. Never.
0: He cannot force me to do anything.
1: This is absolutely true. I told
0: him if when somebody said that about what what they, oh you dictating to me and what we should It was during do. the
1: dusties whenever i yeah pulled you on live
0: and uh i was like do they like <laughs> i mean someone should i say i wear the pants in the relationship and i said i actually wear overalls like they're not even pants like, yeah they're bigger than pants <laughs> i'm just kidding you not know put that in don't put that
1: I, in. i'm 100 fine with it because um
0: i mean and i'm not going to call them pants like i i direct our schedule i you know i take care of the finances the the things like but you have your own areas of strength that that work that we work together with nobody really wears
1: (laughs) we're a pantsless family (laughs) nobody wears pants no what i was going to say is that um you allow me to focus on the things that i'm good at and that is that is a huge thing for me um is that you know I have a creative and strategic role with the agency and I, I have parts of the agency where I'm really effective and I have parts where I'm not effective at all. And that's where that's where yeah. you pick up the ball and you're strong in those parts. And just like the family side of things, like I have things that I'm really strong with and you have things that you're really strong with and they're not the same things. So it's like we're, we're able to play as a team at, from what I hear of other relationships and what I see from other stories and then what I see with us Like you and I are probably more of a team than most relationships are. And the fact that we run a business together and we do this together, you know, even if I'm the monkey on camera, most of the time you are behind the scenes just as involved. So it's everything that we're doing, we're doing as a team,
0: you know, but that didn't happen like right out of the gate. Like that took a lot of work to get to a comfortable spot in our relationship because for the first couple of years, it was. I mean, nonstop fighting and, and like we'd get in a good spot and then we'd start fighting again. And it was just like trying to figure out how to communicate effectively and how to, you know, live with someone and then bringing kids into the mix. Like it was just, that was hard. It was hard.
1: Learning people isn't easy. Right.
0: right? And I mean, I mean, I'm sure there were times where we both thought about, I mean, giving up, like I'm the messy person. I'm cluttery (laughs) and he is like a neat freak and I mean, we've just learned, (laughs) he said he works around my stuff, but I mean, the house is clean. We don't have like a dirty house, but (laughs) it was, uh, there's, that's a compromise that we've made, like (laughs) that you've made. (laughs) There's like one clean room in our house at one time. And then it's like, I'll clean another room and then the other one gets trashed.
1: I, I like it whenever. Um, so I have like a little office set up at home in a guest bedroom, but it's, it's like my, my sacred night shift workspace (laughs) and uh and it's you remember what having a toddler was like for those of you with kids and those of you who have toddlers right now it's like there's navy thunder thrives in chaos and as soon as you organize something she will follow right behind you intentionally destroy it and then sit in her mess like she's scrooge mcduck (laughs) sitting in a pile of gold and just be like yes this is the way it should be this is this makes me feel good now um and and that navy thunder mess has now invaded my my safe space my studio (laughs) and i legitimately get anxiety like my chest tightens up whenever whenever those those messes like start creeping into my safe spaces but, but as I also a parent know, of a toddler you just yeah. have to learn to deal with it
0: whenever i know when like i can hear in your voice that you've had a really long day and i know that it would mean something to you to come home and see that like the island is cleaned off and like clean yeah. and like i know that that's something that would mean something to you and that's like i guess our love languages yeah like you like i feel those things i know those things and and you know those things about me like you can feel when i'm when i'm i can tell mama needs
1: needs a fresh diet coke
0: a target trip by myself like yeah so i mean we pick up on those things
1: and that's the part that takes time you have to you have to learn to read each other
0: Some one of the questions the last one was um who had to make the bigger adjustments or changes in the relationship And I honestly, I mean, I was going to say me, because in the beginning, I, I truly like, I let myself, I mean, I am, it's easy for me to fall into negative thoughts. Like, and so in the beginning of our relationship, when things were really hard, like I let those negative thoughts control, like everything about my reactions, like how I felt, like everything. And it wasn't until Like I put effort into controlling negative thoughts that I feel like it was like a big change in our relationship. Yeah,
1: it it definitely was. What was the book that you...
0: Uh, The Untethered Soul. And it was like, I walked into a doctor's appointment and it was a nurse practitioner and she said, I can just feel like stress radiating off of you and she mentioned and I was like you know I cried I'm like I am stressed and I didn't even tell her what I was stressed about and she's like read this book it it really changed my life and it was like after chapter one I was like holy shit
1: and and you have now I've I've personally seen you recommend that book to a dozen people
0: yeah probably two dozen at this point but and everyone that I've that I've recommended it to has also said and I mean it's not even like there's parts of the book that I probably wouldn't like resonate with but there's the majority of the book is Like learning to control that voice inside your head. And to me, that was the biggest change that I made that I feel like if I hadn't made that change that we may not even be married at this point. I mean, you can convince yourself that this reality exists when that's not even what's happening. Absolutely. And I feel like a lot of 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 these situations are people that that just let
1: those voices take control.
0: For sure. Yeah. I mean, we all have that. We all have that worst case scenario thing playing out in our head, but it's choosing to
1: are you going like, to listen to that voice or not? That's, yeah, that's choosing
0: to let it control you or you take control. So
1: I think the the biggest adjustment for me was I came out of a relationship where uh, it was it was a toxic environment. And it's just these were two personalities that should have never been in a relationship together. And when conflict happened, all I could do was create distance to try to keep it from escalating, because if I stayed there, it was just going to continue to escalate. Mm-hmm. So so I learned that behavior of when conflict happened to create distance And then in our relationship, I brought that behavior where when conflict happened, I would create distance to not say something stupid and try to be able to think and to just try to, to put it on pause. And it's like, (laughs) stop the bleeding by creating distance and stop, stop, you know, taking jabs at each other. But for you, that was like, that was the most harmful thing I could do. Right. So it took a long time for me to. Again,
0: those negative thoughts, like when you stepped away or, you know, you left, like it was like automatic like negative thoughts and I just went to the worst place possible and and I mean now it's like you can recognize that and know oh he doesn't love me, he doesn't care about me, he doesn't take me seriously. Like he doesn't and you know you can you can convince yourself of of anything. I truly believe that.
1: And obviously that wasn't the case. I had just learned based on my previous relationship to create distance because that was the safest option. Right. It was to just create distance. And I don't think it's my reflex now. Um, oh, no, it's not at all. But it's something that I had to relearn. You know, you have right. to you have to get unmade on a lot of bad behaviors that you bring into a relationship from previous relationships, and that's probably one of the most difficult things to do. But it's something we've both had to do a lot of, and it's something that I think everyone has to do, right? Or should do. Right. It's just it, doing it means that you give your relationship a chance, and not doing it chooses not to.
0: Well, and I had to learn to when to give you space and you had to learn how to not like, so now we, we have our like routine now. Like we know
1: we got a system. We,
0: yeah. <laughs> we know how to fight.
1: Yeah. I mean, learning, learning to fight productively is something that takes time. Yes. Right. Cause yeah, in I the mean, beginning think- you're just trying to inflict damage on each other uh, or, or running and uh, I don't just learning how to be effective with it is a communication thing. That's why yeah. year one is so hard. It's cause you don't know how to communicate through conflict. You have to learn it's it's like a trial by fart trial by far
0: (laughs) trial by (laughs) far trial
1: by trial by far trial by it's (laughs) it's like a trial by fire it's like you can't learn it until you do it and continue to improve upon it as you go and now i mean like like candy thunder said we're nowhere near perfect and we we have plenty of fault thaws
0: fitting to you right now words
1: are failing me we have plenty of flaws yeah we've got plenty of things that i'm sure we can improve upon but we actively try to improve (laughs) upon things here's my list (laughs) (laughs) you she brought a list oh my god
0: i have a google keep note of
1: of all the stuff i'm doing wrong (laughs) keeping a log no
0: i don't have time for that
1: (laughs) She's like, no, Google Google, Google Keep doesn't maybe, have the ability to save that much information.
0: Maybe we, are, we don't, don't actually have a healthy relationship. We're just so busy now that we don't have time.
1: <laughs> that we don't have time to talk about our problems.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: Uh, yeah. That Until not people true. ask on, on podcast content topics for us to talk about our biggest screw ups. No, Thanks for that one, guys.
0: I think something, I don't know how much of this we're going to keep, but something is super important is, and that was like something that you needed was for me to say what I mean and not just passive aggressively and not to just assume that you know what I need. Like if I need something, I shouldn't expect you to know exactly what that thing is.
1: There was a really good example of that. And we can close with this. It ties in with the story that actually posted today as we're recording this, it was about gaming. Mm -hmm. Um, And I jump on and play call of duty with, um, with candy's brother, Ryan Um, during Christmas break, which was like, you know, we didn't work for like four or five days straight. I played like four or five days, four or five nights mm-hmm. straight, um, and it. At that point, like I was choosing, I was choosing that too too often. And you finally let me know what that choice meant to you, and what you were taking from that, uh, and what you needed from it. And you know, I could have been like the guy was in the story that we read today, and gotten defensive. I could right. have been. I could have tried to defend my actions and tried to like protect my me time or whatever, but I realized I had chosen me time too often um, and had not watered our relationship during that period of time. And you need that relationship to be watered. So I said, I would do better. I said, I understood and I would do better um, and did, you know, it's, it's the follow through that I think is the big thing. It's you let me know what you meant and what you needed. And that gave me the opportunity to make it right. And yes, I should have noticed in the first place, but. If you need something and your significant other isn't noticing, then you can't expect them to read your mind. Right. Being no, able to speak up and give them the opportunity to fix it. Like you, you started giving me opportunities to fix it instead of just being like, why isn't he noticing yeah. this? And I'm and just going to get pissed off. And, and I would have anything. done that
0: like year one, year two. I totally yeah. would have done that. And I would have carried it with me and I would have been shitty to you, like snappy. And like, so I think that's growth. Yeah. I was just like, hey.
1: Well, you give me the chance to fix things. Yeah. That's a huge deal.
0: And I said it in a way that was, like, not combative. Like, I need this or I need that. It was, hey, this is how this is making me feel. Like, do you mind if we do something different the right. next night? Yeah, it wasn't a...
1: And it it made me. I need all difference. your
0: attention on yeah. me all the time.
1: This is in here, mother... Yeah. But <laughs> choosing to play the <laughs> game. What do you get of, out of that? Piece of shit. What's Call of Duty going to bring you in life? Nothing.
0: I play a game on my phone. And it brings me peace <laughs> and solitude. And I absolutely enjoy it.
1: Well, I've... Because
0: it's mindless. Like, I don't have to think about it.
1: I started playing the new Hogwarts Legacy game two days ago, and I'm going to get Candy Thunder in on it because she's a Potterhead. And uh, and right now, the problem with that game is, unlike Call of Duty, where I can jump in and play it for, with 15 minutes and do a multiplayer round, you got to have a good solid hour to to make any progress in Hogwarts Legacy in one of the quests or side quests. Um, so that's that's going to be difficult. But still, it's like I have to I have to limit myself and say, you now I can only choose that like once or twice a week. Because I have other responsibilities and other things, other things that I care about. And I have to make sure that I'm watering those things, too. You can't just completely abandon something. Right. So we've grown. Um, I think us working together, us running a business together um, and doing this as a team, too, has given us more opportunity to grow. And maybe it's because... We had so much so many more things to work through than the common or the average couple does yeah. because we do all this together.
0: And there was no break for us. Like I mean, I saw you at work, I saw you at home. Like in the beginning it was just like trying to figure out how to navigate that. It wasn't just a normal situation. Yeah. It was it was a lot. So Yeah.
1: We experienced everything together. But
0: now I can't imagine it like any other way than how it is Same. now. And so I'm Same. so glad we worked I, our butts off.
1: I don't think that we would be able to accomplish what we accomplished if we didn't do it together. Agreed. Like the the level of understanding that you have for the time that I put in on things and being able to do night shift after after everybody goes to bed, um, you get it because you're in it. And likewise, like what you go through, I get it because I'm in it too. So we have a level of understanding that a lot of couples don't. And if you are in that kind of position where you don't, you're not going through that with your significant other. Just try to put yourself in their shoes and understand as much as possible. We're very fortunate in that regard where we don't have to because we're in it with each other. But uh, we will go ahead and close with that. Is there anything that you would like to say to everybody, Candy Thunder? No. Your very first podcast, your very first structured time on camera. I did it. You done did it. Uh, that was
0: weak. Oh. Oh, smack me in the face.
1: You <laughs> said the first one was weak, so I had to had to bring the thunder on the second one. Okay, here. We'll just fist bump it there we go um i am extremely proud of candy thunder for for getting over her her fear of being on camera and doing this kind of thing and jumping in and doing it on a podcast with me so thank you so much for finally finally jumping in i was supposed
0: to be the first guest yep and i just was like "Mm, mm, mm, mm." i'm not doing it Mm, mm.
1: it was it it was a matter of great debate that evening
0: Oh, he was like, it was the plan. That was the plan. And that plan fell through. And he was like,
1: You know how I feel about my plans. Yeah.
0: It was, (laughs) I'm like, It's fine. He's like, But I already said the person we filmed with, it was Mo. And he's like, We already said episode two. And I'm like, It's fine. Just edit that part out.
1: Yeah. So I had to re edit episode or (laughs) episode two of the podcast differently to try to get rid of that. It was, uh, yeah.
0: It worked out though.
1: It's fine. It's all fine. And I, I get it. Uh, I mean, I'm around cameras and lights and this stuff all the time. So for me, it's just, I'm just pointing them in a different direction. Right. Because normally I'm behind them. And, and it do. is a little bit different.
0: I mean, you do the voiceover work and yeah. like you're comfortable with your voice on like hearing yourself. and
1: uh, Yeah, it doesn't bother me at all because I've heard it.
0: You have such a good voice. It's so, so smooth. Thank you. What are you, Mandy Thunder? No, Man Candy Thunder. <laughs> Mandy Thunder, Man she Candy calls me. Thunder.
1: Man Candy Thunder. That's it. Yeah. You are man king I'm gonna use I'm gonna use these uh dulcet tones to seduce you later.
0: Please edit that out.
1: I'm gonna lay <laughs> you down by the fire. <laughs> turn the lights are, down real low. You are an
0: attractive man.
1: Thank you. You're welcome. You are a sexy woman.
0: Okay. Let's turn this off.
1: Time to turn the cameras off, ladies and gentlemen.
0: <laughs> oh my gosh. Alright,
1: we'll see you next time. We hope you enjoyed this uh episode.
0: 37 i
1: don't know i don't know Uh, i hope you enjoyed this episode of the reddit set it podcast with dusty thunder and candy thunder or more accurately with candy thunder and dusty thunder um you come first thank you yeah uh we've had a blast here and of course uh hopefully we can get candy thunder on camera with us doing another podcast again it may be a few months but that is the plan (laughs) so six years later six years later i'll be completely white bearded by then but we'll see what happens uh thank you so much for tuning in of course we have daily posts on tiktok and youtube behind the scenes stuff on instagram uh we have the audio podcast and compilations coming out compilations come out weekly podcast comes out monthly ish um on all podcast channels and on youtube as well jot coffee you can enjoy with the the code dusty20 and save 20 percent on what am i missing
0: now you spit it all out there. You're good. That was quite
1: a bit. Yeah. Okay, all right. Thanks for joining us, ladies and gentlemen. We appreciate it. Bye-bye now. Bye-bye. Bye bye now. <laughs> bye bye.
0: Bye bye. Hold on one second. I just need a like a deep breath. Is it okay to stop you? yeah
1: okay I just need to you need to woo Mm mhm is this is this like that scary is it the lights
0: no it's just like having to be in constant conversation (laughs) you know that I don't like to talk a lot so we're
1: on our first story I know we got a long way to go I know
0: what should I do with my face when you're reading (laughs) (laughs) is it gonna be seen or is it just gonna be you
1: um can I
0: relax and like
1: yeah, you relax and do whatever you want i mean on the on the youtube horizontal version of this it's going to show us both the whole time on the tiktok <laughs> versions of this it will be like one at a time okay but i mean just 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 this be natural day. you'll be all right okay you'll be good here let me make sure that you're still see there you are
0: okay so do you just want me to look at the computer screen or should i just stare longingly into the camera
1: yeah Either of those is good. Go for it. I told Shiloh to grab her things. And when my mother dick, I grabbed... Do you want to read this one? No. No? Okay. Um, No words came out.
0: Yeah. (laughs) I said no, but it didn't come out. No. No.
1: (laughs) My 30... 30... (laughs)
0: 39.
1: I screw up a lot. Grow from it. Grow from it. Grow from it. Whenever our parents... God damn it, I'm f-ing up hard now. Hey, I'm back with an update. I wanted to thank all of y'all. Seriously, Since <laughs> between the weak conspiracy they've come up with... Between the weak conspiracy they've tried to come up with... Between the weak conspiracy they've since we had to hire extra can't she just <laughs> fly are you shitting me right now place 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 this guy's an asshole just because of the way he writes Hey, Dusty Thunder here, and I wanted to thank you so much. I hope you enjoyed that content, and if you did, please make sure to like, subscribe, and most importantly, share. Also...